Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Happy New 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 Year, pal. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like fist. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Happy New Year. Woo! Very first episode of the year. I think we'll have one less episode this year, maybe. <laughs> hey, there we go. But uh, you can purchase our t-shirts, prowrestlingtees.com slash out. Follow us on Twitter, out. Facebook.com slash out. Continue to watch Cooking with Brandon episode 4 and all our other YouTube videos, please and thank you. I am one of your hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. I'm also being joined by Dave. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. What's up? For some throwback. You didn't uh, get introduced fully yet for some well throw- that was a intro enough for, for some throwback you could also just hashtag no twitter dave dave how art thou on this brand new year episode and thou is doing great and might as well if you're gonna go to the youtube channel check out where's dave where am i who knows i don't know yes have i been found i did say past episodes past videos yeah, so go check that out. How are you doing? I am doing awesome as always. And for this new year, new episode, we have another uh, surprise, a special guest. Uh, straight from the WWE. You know how much trouble you see facing the man of mystery. It's not Rey Mysterio, and he's not even from WWE, but you can follow him on Twitter at Chris Sween Dog. Chris, how are you doing this morning? <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, yeah, that was Jordan. Jordan, say hi. No, yeah, say hi. Hi. Say, say. I thought that was him. <laughs> no, he's waving at the uh, at the computer. So, hi everybody. I'm here again. This is what is this? The second week in a row? Yeah, yeah. second week in a row. Uh, this has to be some sort of record. I know. He please he sees a picture of himself on the computer. <laughs> so Very cool. Awesome. How's your new New Year going so far? Um, relaxing, right. I, to say the least. I think I've worked a total of two days so far, so uh, back to the uh, the grind next yeah. week. But it's been very nice to have off with my uh, with my buddy here. What did everybody do for New Year's Eve? I went to bed at ten o'clock. And you missed the ball drop. I woke up at twelve oh six. Yeah, we did right. <laughs> uh, we turned over. I turned over twelve oh six. I'm like, oh, it's the new year. And then I worked all day. And let me tell you something about. It. As I've said on this podcast before that I work in the food service industry as well as the production field, but just seeing people come in at like 12 o'clock and just being like, I'm like, can I get you something, something to drink? They're like, I need a Bloody Mary. I'm like, yes, you do. All right. But it was relatively busy for New Year's Day brunch. And then I came home and uh, relaxed. What about you guys? I, uh, I ate cake. 
I ate cake from 2015 to 2016. Perfect. <laughs> what kind of cake? Just chocolate cake. All right, from Carvel? No, I would have what? said Carvel cake if it was Carvel cake. It was cake cake, not ice cream cake. Oh. It was cake that I made in 2015 <laughs> that I finished in 2016. Very cool. I ended up, uh, I was sick. I was sick. I had a cold, so I spent it watching the uh, television and the ball drop. The television and the ball drops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think everybody watched it on television unless you were in Times Square. Did you yeah. see, like, all the craziness that happened? Yeah, I know you did. With, like, they were having, like, pat-down people and guard dogs and, like, all Yeah, I, I saw all of that. But, you know, the the increase of security is definitely necessary, especially after everything that took place in 2015. Um, you can never be too cautious these days. What and took some place in 2015? What took place in 2015? A lot. For A New lot Year's of, Eve? No, but terrorism... No, he's just saying for the, uh, you know, the... With, with the whole French attacks, and then apparently there was supposed to be a... They're saying something about there being an attack in Belgium, and they uh, canceled all their New Year's celebrations. I'm sorry, he's being nuts right now. I apologize to all the Mark and Out fans, but here's a taste of... Uh, yeah, now you Here's hold. a taste of parenthood. <laughs> he didn't want to go to sleep last night, so I had to sleep on the couch with him all night. Right, buddy? You slept on the couch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah? So, yeah. um, yeah, all the security with the, with everything that took place. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with it. I, I, I welcome all that increased security. Where were they doing pat downs though? Just random pat downs. I didn't hear anything. No, they, like they had like, you were like cattle. You had to like go in a stiff, different, like waiting stables and then they'd pat you down and they'd like scan you and get, like all that stuff and then let you closer and closer. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm relieved that everything went off without a hitch. So, and then, uh, did you see everything with the, uh, Dubai? Uh, oh, that was crazy. Right? That fire. It's just, it's just wild. Yeah. So, yeah, but hopefully everyone listening enjoyed their New Year's. And, uh, let's kick it off with some question and comments. Yes, from Vocal Health saying, with all the New Japan Pro Wrestling signings coming, which is clearly speculation, the IWC is clearly a buzz. My worry is looking back at past Japanese stars such as Yoshi, Tatsu, Tajiri, etc. I feel Shinsuke Nakamura may be heavily underutilized or mistreated. A big problem with any foreigner in WWE is they immediately are thrown or they are immediately thrown in with a foreigner gimmick or something along those lines. Nakamura is a rock star and a damn monster in the ring. And if used correctly, could be an amazing intercontinental champion or more. What are your thoughts on how WWE will and should treat him? Well, let's. I think we should backtrack. Yes, first of all. So could... apparently, allegedly, on Monday, I think it was like Monday night, um, reports were flying all over the internet that apparently, uh, allegedly, uh, Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson, oh my god, everybody just likes to scream in my house that. So Carl Anderson, Doc Gallows, AJ Styles, and Shinsuke Nakamura all gave their notice to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, right after uh, Wrestle Kingdom 10. Right after Wrestle Kingdom 10, which these guys will go into, uh, you know, on the, on the full. And apparently they're all going to the WWE. Now apparently this is all speculation. Yeah, 
um, all speculation. And then you also had stuff. There was other people that were speculated giving their notices. Uh, Jordan Rocky, for one. Yeah, Jordan. Uh, Rocky Romero is rumored to have given his notice as well, but potentially picked up as a trainer for WWE. Really? And then there's also, yep. And then there's also rumors about big, uh, big uh, bad luck Fala and Tamatanga. Uh, so it's all speculation, and everyone was a buzz about it. You had Finn Balor and Samoa Joe adding to it. You had Sasha Banks tweeting directly to Shinsuke Nakamura. You had so much taking place. What happens um, with Beretta? Huh? What Beretta, happens with Beretta? Well, I mean, Chris gave, uh, came up with the idea of potentially Beretta um, going with well, uh, best friends. Yeah, bringing that whole gimmick over to Japan, it would go. I don't like. I, I, I thought I thought Chuck was on his like goodbye tour. I think what? that's a little gimmick too. What? I'm sorry, I, Jordan keeps screaming, and I'm trying to cut him off of my microphone because I feel like that'd be rude to the market out fans. Because I know there's gonna be that one fan that is like, "Oh my god, I can't stand Chris's son screaming in the background of the podcast. It's ridiculous." Sorry. Does it does he eat candy this early or <laughs> <laughs> he just likes running around the house screaming, right, bud? Oh, he's running around? Yeah. He doesn't like candy. Um, but yeah, I, that's what I said, but I think the whole Chuck Taylor gimmick thing is uh, Chuck retirement thing's a gimmick because he's going to Europe next month. <laughs> and he's been on it for what, three years now? <laughs> yeah, he's he's been on it. So I mean we'll see. Yeah, we shall yeah. see. Um, so there's a lot other stuff going on. I mean, and then you had uh, WWE.com posting the article about all of these rumors and stuff, adding even more gas to the fire. Which it's very, very rare that they go into rumors and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. You don't see that every day where they'll actually acknowledge all of the signings or, or the potential signings, but... Because of this, it really makes you wonder. And then they and then, re, they reposted that whole article with like, oh, they were in WWE. Where like, yeah, remember I, that I time AJ Styles, King of the Bullet Club, job to Hurricane Helms. Well, they also posted a new, uh, what is it, the top five on YouTube, which included a few different ones too. And of course, I don't think one of them that was is, that wasn't it, like new though. That was just that was, again. That was new. Who that else was, was on that though? That was a part two. Uh, there was a part one earlier, like well earlier. This was a part two. This Who else one was on included, that. I saw it was. It had uh, to have been Joe. Yeah, Joe Corey Graves. Um, Corey Graves. Corey, yeah, Corey Graves. Who else? When was uh, Corey Graves in WWE? Before? Shelton Benjamin and uh, Charlie Haas. Uh, Corey Graves actually wrestled a few dark, uh, not dark, um, jobber matches. On like heat, or we're talking way sooner than that. Uh, sooner, I think jobbing to like Big Show, something like that. Hmm. Like, Sterling James yeah. Keenan. What's that? Sterling James Keenan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was, was his. Uh, that was his indie name. Yep, that's who he wrestled as. Uh, then they had like Charlie Haas, where he was backstage. He was in an APA, um, one of the bar brawls, or something like that. He was involved in one of those, getting his butt. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, but it's pretty cool. I always love watching those YouTube. But back to uh, everything else. Just adding a little bit more speculation. At following, we'll cover New Japan Wrestling Wrestle Kingdom 10 a bit later on with full rundown. But the night after, the day after, New Japan Pro Wrestling New Year Dash 
where they usually have the the event right after Wrestle Kingdom. At this event, they had Styles and uh, and Omega Bullet Club teaming up to take on Team Chaos, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Yoshi uh, uh, Hashmi. Um, And the Bullet Club actually turned on AJ Styles after the match. They picked up the victory, but after the match, they all turned on Styles. And Omega kicks galore. Super, yep, super kicks. Uh, Kenny Omega hit Styles with the Styles Clash. And then Kenny Omega declared himself the IWGP Intercontinental Champion, which is actually still Nakamura. So just add, he didn't, and, he no, didn't he declared himself. He declared he himself a heavyweight now. The next in line for the Intercontinental Championship, and I guess that's the next gimmick that they're going down. Be Nakamura and Kenny Omega. Yeah. Because yeah. if all these alleged, you know, signings are actually correct, it's going to be, you know. They're gonna to have to get the title off of him somehow. It's because he, thing- he he said he was a ju- he's been a junior, yeah. and he said yeah. I'm no longer I'm no longer a lightweight or whatever. I'm a heavyweight. So he, but I mean, he, I think it's, it's he's going for the intercontinental. Yeah, yeah. but that's still I think is is that still that's not a junior. It's not junior, title. not junior. Um, but overall, with this, also after this, AJ Styles took a bow to the to the fans and everything, thanking everyone. Adding even more speculation because how often does a pro wrestler? When does a pro wrestler thank the fans and and bow to them and everything like that? Have their little going away thing. He had one of those. Well, not go one of those, but the saying farewell to the fans. That doesn't happen every day. Well, also then, again speculation. There's nothing. Speculation. Okay, so this is why I wanted to come on the the podcast this week. Because you know it's been floating all over social media. Someone posted something saying the Bullet Club. Uh, you know, turned on AJ Styles and Kenny Omega just pinched Shinsuke and Nakamura, and then somebody wrote, "Well, that confirms things." There's no, no sort of confirmation there whatsoever. It's not like Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles got on the microphone like, "Yep, guess what? We're going to WWE." So anyway, I then commented on this status, saying, "I'll believe it when I see it." Dave is one of those people that liked it. Yeah. And then some Larry, uh, a wrestling fan, goes, "Well, if that doesn't give it away, you're blind as a bat." Ha! LOL. This how does it how what Dave go? Whoever said that doesn't understand pro wrestling with the entire anything could happen. I know. If it's not Is this somebody it, that we know or are you talking about like I don't know, who cares? Who cares? But in general, if if it's not stated that this is going on, why are you going to believe it? Look at James Storm for example. Everyone's saying he signed with WWE. Man. He signed with WWE. He signed with WWE. Did he sign with WWE? That, Obviously, he, he appeared on NXT, so he must have signed with WWE. Yeah. And but now no. we, we know where he is now. So for anybody that's willing to backtalk Chris, backtalk me first because I'll talk you down. I know. So but, that, that like that's the reason because like there there's a certain amounts of there's certain and I and a lot of people that listen to this podcast and a lot of people in general can back me up on this. Certain sort of niche fans. And I'm not talking about Carver Niche fans. Facebook.com slash Carver Niche. Sorry, I had to do that. Okay, CYN I'm, band I'm on Twitter. about the concert too, so keep on going. Um, certain niche fans of certain things, like some of them are terrible. Beer snobs are one thing. They are horrible fans because if you don't know anything about beer, they will look at you like you are the scum of the earth. Like, ah, oh, you can't drink that Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm enjoying a pastor, and they look at you like disgust on your face. Yeah, but I think I'm a, everybody I'm a, does I'm that. I'm a beer snob, but I'm not a... Uh, you know, a huge, ginormous beer snob. Um, yeah. But then there's wrestling fans as well. 
Because if you don't think the same thing as a certain wrestling fan, and it's one of those big, opinionated wrestling fans, they will chew you a new... Bob Backlund. I'm... I'm all about the people. I'm all. I'm all about supporting wrestling. When people say wrestling's fake, it's not fake. It's predetermined. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Regardless, that's one. Um, you know, wrestling fans get so bent out of shape about things. Just God God forbid you have your own opinion on something pro wrestling. I mean, it's it takes the entire fun aspect out of it. That's why we've said it so many times. We hate those types of marks. I'm that type of person, though, because I constantly say how much I hate super kicks, and I constantly say how much Charlotte Flair sucks, and I constantly used to say how much AJ sucks. But then there's occasions where you're where you're wrong. But you when you are that rare occasion where you wrong. actually I back it up with, with having our matches play on television. Listen, no, all all po- all aspects of this whole New Japan invasion thing are pointing towards. All these guys go to WWE, but there's other aspects in there. A, apparently Carl Anderson was almost in TNA, but that didn't work out because TNA and ROH are like, you know, rivals. Um, nobody realizes, because a lot of these wrestling fans don't like realize, Luke Gallows has his own wrestling promotion based out of the South called Wrestle America that has TV. So what oh, is wow. he just going to sign a major, major contract with WWE and then just give all that up, all that stuff that he's been working for? I, I was not familiar with that. Hell yeah, man. Like, I'm actually, like, I follow their podcast. I listen to Talk and Shop every single week, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Like, I if mean, anything, okay. with Anderson and Gallows, the only where I would see them going would probably be the NXT. Because the NXT tag team division is super hot right now, and they can pair them exactly with Finn Balor. Give him a, give Balor a heel turn because I feel like he's a better heel than he is a face because I feel Agreed. like he's kind of getting kind of stagnant right now. I think, well, the fact, the fact, the only reason why he's face is because he's, the fans are cheering. Yeah, get him yeah. over. I, nothing, I think it's just to get him over to start it out. But yeah, there's, there's nothing. No why they can't heel turn now. But I, what I think might happen is the fact that Samoa Joe could end up losing, uh, could end up winning the title in January and mm-hmm. Balor makes his Rumble debut. Who knows? I mean, I definitely agree. I like that idea of the uh, of Guns and Gallows being with NXT. I am completely, and I am not offended if someone like that, who's already been established, comes to NXT. Even if you're going to have your people say, oh, Gallows was already on the main roster, though. It's okay. NXT is not, I hate it when people say that. It's like, the minor who says league. that, though? I mean, Rhino. A lot, of, a lot of people, but I don't like it how people say NXT is the minor leagues. Okay, maybe it used to be, but now... It has really become but, its own product. Yeah, but look, yeah, at, you, and had, you really, had guys like Rhino, Rob Van Dam's been down there for matches. You have... Um, John Cena was down there for matches in the beginning. Who? John Cena. Yeah, you had yeah. Big Show down there. You you had Too Cool returning to go down there. They didn't come back to right. main TV. Yeah. Well, they did come back to main TV, but not for that. But mm-hmm. Specifically. But, uh, yeah, but also overall, just to make it clear, at the uh, New Year Dash, Guns and Gallows assisted in the attack with on uh, AJ Styles, so they are still with the group. Yeah, and you and I have... Think have another tour of Japan at the end of uh, January, and like they're not even, like tweeting about it. Like Anderson tweeted that he's going to be in Japan, you know, at the end of the month to win back their tag team titles, and he's also talking about going for the you know going to Wrestle Kingdom Eleven next year. That so. Is- 
and just to say, they um, just to jump ahead, but they did lose their titles at Wrestle Kingdom 10. Yes. But even still, they still, all of them are still on New Japan Pro Wrestling till the end of the month, I believe. You still have Nakamura with the championship. You have these. But, then, two- but yeah, but then there were those rumors that were that this can, in fact, be cut short. That they but- can, in fact, lose their titles and everything else, their contracts could be up even sooner than. As that expected, is, I end mean, of January. Who, but who that's really, again, that's all that, speculation. Yeah, the only people that really know what's going on are these wrestlers directly, Vince McMahon and the powers that be. And then, to, and then to add fire to the whatever, flame to the fire, you had the fire. Yes, you had everybody. Oh, yeah. You had all the sheets and the news sites reporting that WWE is looking to purchase or has purchased Bullet Club from yeah. New Japan Pro Wrestling, which again is not the case. And uh, and I guess I think Pro Wrestling Tees threw some flames onto the fire there by announcing that they are no longer allowed to sell Bullet Club T-shirts, and they will be having to sell the uh, Elite. They will be called now, but BC, which got yeah, which got picked up by Sheets, and they were like, I guess people can't take jokes, which I thought is fun because I like to mess with people too. Yeah, a lot of people. I know this could be a, this could be a huge rib for the entire wrestling community. With, you know, New Japan, WWE just giving everybody the middle finger. And it all started with me emailing WrestleZone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but overall, who knows what's really going on? Maybe New Japan Pro Wrestling came to an agreement with WWE. Maybe yeah. there's something going, maybe there's conversation. I mean, we've that, seen that New Japan amazing. Pro Wrestling. I mean, let's not forget, Liger and the heads of New Japan Pro Wrestling were at NXT Brooklyn. Who this knows what conversations took place? New Japan Pro Wrestling has a huge vault of old wrestling matches featuring some current, some WWE legends and current roster that I'm sure they would love to get their hands on. Yeah, you got Savage, Owen Hart. Yeah, Jericho, Be- who? Uh, no, Lesnar like, wrestled in New Japan. Yeah, Lesnar, right. Kurt but Angle. WGP heavyweight champion. Yeah, yeah, he was huge there. <laughs> I mean, there's so many things that could be taking place but i feel like a lot of people forget that they were at nxt at wwe so we don't know there could be conversations about everything yeah but on to the question of the week that was asked if this is all true and everything where do we see nakamura fitting in do we see wwe ruining cramping his style shall we say my if i take oh dave you go Okay, so I think that I don't think that anybody's going to cramp on Nakamura's style. I feel like they're going to take him in. They have been very lenient. I feel like low key how he came in. They told him to dull his style down because he was so aggressive, and it didn't work out. But it seems like they're taking a different route because if you see Asuka, for example, she is strong style and she has maintained it. She hasn't put in put anything down. It hasn't been dull. Same thing with Balor to a point. But I don't see them dulling him down anything. I feel like he's still going to have that strong style wrestling. And I feel like they're going to put him right up on the main roster, especially because of the money that he's signing on for. He, I, From what we see, well, and also before that, we know that he's uh, making a lot of money in New Japan pro wrestling. All of those guys are. All of them. So I'm, I don't see them uh, doing him wrong. I feel like he's going to – I don't feel like he's going to be like a Yoshitatsu or anything like that where – they have to develop their name. I think Nakamura is large enough where they could get his name out there very quickly, and I'm not. I'm not worried about it. And it's like it's weird though because if you look at somebody who like Kenta, Kenta was huge in Japan. 
mm-hmm. and then you bring him over. He does the the Hideo Tommy new name everything, and he's just still in NXT. Of course, he's injured now, but it, I mean, who knows where he would have been if he wasn't injured for so right, long? Right, but like compare him to uh, Nakamura. It's it's a different year mm-hmm. than when Itami was brought in. NXT didn't have as big as I mean, yes, it was still a big thing. But yeah. it didn't have as big of, of draw a, a a big of a draw that that it does that it does now. Yeah. So I I really I'm not worried if Nakamura did in fact sign on. I'm not worried with what they're going to do with him. I think they're going to do justice. And let's Triple H is really doing a great job in being uh, in control of NXT and everything like that. And I wouldn't be surprised if Nakamura becomes one of like his guys that he just pushes very hard to the top. Um, just, let's not forget, though, one of Triple H's guys that panned out so well. Sin Cara? Yep. <laughs> but, the, but Sin Cara is a lot different from Nakamura. Apparently, well, I that's thinking... also, that's still not, that's WWE's fault. It's not it, Sin Cara's fault. Because, I, because he was brought in, had zero time to adapt to American-style wrestling. Agreed. Because in, in Mexico, what he does is perfectly fine. I I agree. I could agree with still, that. And he's still doing what he's what he did in WWE in Mexico right now. It's tough to put, be able to put on a good match, a good solid match with someone when your style is so much different. In that lucha libre style, you have to be trained in that style in order to be in the compete against someone else who is that sort right. of a style. And it's so, and that's why. And immediately, as soon as they had Sin Cara debut, who'd they have him with? Chavo Guerrero. They were like the only person that we could. <laughs> possibly think to put him with that might be the most similar to Sin Cara's Mexican style is Chavo Guerrero. Yeah. And that didn't work out as well. Mm -mm. So Chris, what what were your thoughts on the Nakamura? Um, I think right now is a perfect time to sign some high level dudes. Like, because we haven't talked about John Cena is apparently out from six to nine months. You know, Cesaro's out who they could have pushed as a big baby face. Uh, Randy Orton's out. Seth Rollins out. No, your big main star roster has been depleted. So a perfect time for to bring a guy like AJ Styles, a guy like Shinsuke Nakamura in, and push him up to the main level. Because you know what, what matches are you going to have left for WrestleMania this year? Yeah, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns again. Their roster is definitely being depleted. The one thing I would not do, and I advise so much against this, I would never in a million years debut all of these guys either at the same time or so close to together in timeline. Because yeah. look at what they what happened with the Diva Revolution, where they <laughs> debuted they're, they're so gonna... many people at the same time. And I even said this at, when they debuted. I'm a, I love Sasha on the main roster, Becky Lynch. But to do it in one night was just like, no. It, it, you can't debut all of them at once. They're going to call it the New Japan Revolution? Yeah. <laughs> Pick that up, cheats. Yeah, right? <laughs> So you never know. You never know. Only time will tell. But I think we could all agree that this is a great, even if this is only buzz, this is a great way to kick off 2016. Oh, hell yeah. It makes pro wrestling. This is the most that we have spoken about pro wrestling in the beginning of the year before Royal Rumble. I mean, every single outlet, the Twitter was amazing with the follow, trying to pick yeah. up on New Japan to see the updated uh, stuff. That like, their Twitter, everybody kept on clicking, refreshed. <laughs> Nothing kept yeah. on happening. So, but 
Yes. So that's all the fun with the New Japan. And then with Omega, I mean, I was going to say it before, but I, I'm i finding it hard to... I'm not a fan of him defeating Nakamura for the IC belt, actually. Why? They need another big uh, a big uh, foreigner over there. I mean, it's... It, well, Wait, but why? Yeah. Why? The only reason I'm not against that right, I'm against it right now, is just because he he just lost his junior heavyweight championship to uh, Kashida at the event. Yeah, but so he had he such he had such an impact. Oh yeah, no, I I agree with that, but I kind of I want to see someone else in there. I'm not always for champion of one title and then you lose it, and then the next within the month span you're another champion. Yeah, but this is about him stepping up as the leader of the of the. Bullet Club. But he just lost to Kushida, so what does that say? Is That's Kushida- saying, I don't care about that title anymore. I, I never wanted to be a junior anyway. I'm a heavyweight. Okay, if they take it that route. Which they he, did. Like That's he, what he was saying. He's like, I'm not a junior. I never wanted to be or whatever. I'm a heavyweight. So if they play off the entire, like, I don't, I didn't care about that mat, that defense. Like, this title, it meant nothing. I didn't put my full into this. Because it is a junior heavyweight, and I'm not a junior heavyweight. I'm did, a heavy- you, did you not watch the promo? No, I didn't. Yeah, so that's I what did. he basically did. Okay, so then I could I take back what I said. But what about him with uh, Xavier Woods? How about that? Yeah, I wish WWE would acknowledge that. Up, up, down, down. Go check that out. Amazing, potentially feud of the year going on. Oh, just so you guys know, the Bullet Club shirt is still available on Pro. Oh, no, no. They were joking, though. They were just... Oh, okay. Yeah, they were, they were joking. And yeah, then it started well, making... I wonder how many marks... When the Bullet Club debuts in uh, WWE, they're going to spell it like the bourbon. Uh, B-U-L-L-E-I-T. No, they wouldn't be called Bullet. I don't think WWE would want anything... Like, yeah, you had Bullet Bob Armstrong, but that's not... I don't think WWE in 2016 wants anything associated with bullets or guns and stuff like that. True. PC, bro. That's a good call. Yeah. I had to fight the office about that. <laughs> uh, that's a good call. And then let's not, the only other name that they go under, BizCliz, is trademarked by Gallows. Yeah. So. Yep. So maybe the elite will debut in WWE. Yeah, right? Yeah, you never know. Everyone's like, oh, I can't wait. Young Bucks, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, Young Bucks aren't even part of this. They're signed, they're signed with Ring of Honor for the next year. Yeah. yeah, hopefully they pick up like a seven-year deal with Ring of Honor. <laughs> um, all right, so that's all the New Japan. Uh, uh, anyway, case in point, just tell no one tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about ever. Yeah, especially if it's an opinion. It's if if it's an opinion. I mean, outside of like whether or not it's a fact, like this person wrestled this person on this night. Yeah, there's if it's an opinion, there there are no correct opinions. Yes, there's nothing confirmed. There's nothing been on WWE.com that anybody has signed anywhere. So this could be just, A, a big rib on the entire uh, in, entire world, or could this, this could be something happening. But, anyway, but just, SP, just, um, just don't Just don't say that you can't, that opinions can't be fact, because... Yeah. Because Charlotte does suck, correct? Does yeah. everybody on this trio agree? Yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm fine with her. I thought the match she had with... Uh, What's her name? Last night, Becky. Becky. Yeah, no. If you need to rewatch that and just watch her, and yeah, then Brad, Brad agrees with uh, Chris on that one. Becky, uh, that match being good. No, it wasn't bad, but I don't think if you go back and watch that, Charlotte wasn't doing anything. She didn't do any of the moves. She did like. She oh did, my like, god! Seven right. I don't care. Let's save it for uh, when we talk <laughs> about the results. But Chris, how was your concert? It was great. It was fantastic. 
I could have played three sets instead of playing two. Yeah, how is uh, the reuniting uh, of the band? About the band silence? Oh, it was yeah. great. There's gonna be, we filmed the entire set from four different angles, um, and it'll show up on was, YouTube at some point. Was one of them Kurt? Yep. <laughs> Mark, you. It's 2016, folks. Yeah. So is it, was it a one-time deal? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Oh. There's, there's rumors afloating. Ooh, about right. second, third, fourth, fifth, maybe sixth, but we our our guitar player has to get out of the military first. There you go. So anyway, let me go though. Um, I have to shower, get myself ready for the day, and also have to change a dirty diaper. Thank you for joining us, Chris. We wish you a happy new year. Uh, go ahead, plug whatever you want. Um, go back and listen to last week's episode because that's all the stuff I can plug. Carbonetch.com/slash at c one am band on Twitter. Instagram is Carbonich. Uh We are playing January 30th in Whitestone, New York, at a place called Shenanigans. There's a lot of goofy shit on the wall and mozzarella sticks. Uh, so come check us out there. And uh, iTunes. So, what, what's up? iTunes. iTunes. Oh, yeah, we're on iTunes, too. Yeah, sorry. I just got the uh, – we, we made a whopping $30 from iTunes in the past quarter, so that's pretty that's awesome. That's a lot of money compared to <laughs> – Yeah, that's, that's more than what we've made on uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. Hey, yeah, no, you made tw- 40 bucks. Yeah, 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 we could – yeah, go with that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess it's like that, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, I, like I, don't know, I don't know anything about that, but still, go to slash marking out and buy a shirt or buy the Elite shirt because I bet you it's the number one seller right now. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Top sellers. Let's see. Bullet Club, Nakamura, Steve Austin, Bullet Club, Bullet Club, Steve Austin, Bullet Club. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not on there yet. Wow. No, there is no Elite shirt. Yes, there is. Is there? Yeah. Yeah, it's the second. You go new arrivals on uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, and it's the second one up there. Interesting. Yeah. Well, apparently they were calling BC Elite now. I guess the Bullet Club Elite. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I'm going to go now. Do enjoy the rest of your podcast. Thanks for joining. Bye. Bye. Well, uh, now that that Chris is gone, I guess we could uh, go into full detail and full overview of... uh, of Wrestle Kingdom 10 that took place, which is the equivalent of WWE's WrestleMania. Yeah, over at the Tokyo Dome. Yes, happens every January 4th. Yeah, and it's always one of the best events of the year. That's uh, that's some commitment for... <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. You gotta appreciate that they always do it on the same date. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like how Survivor Series used to be on Thanksgiving, but now it's not, yeah. but... I wish they still did that, but I understand. I, I honestly didn't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't because people are out eating. Now I'm not going to sit home and. I, I, I used to avoid. I used to just sit around the pay per view and watch uh, Survivor Series while everyone else was like eating dinner. Yeah, because how many adults were there as a opposed lot. to children? Huh? As opposed to children. There's a lot of children. Bread was there. And you, you just didn't hang out with each other? You're just like. Not really. I was watching the pay per view. Save me a turkey leg. I want to eat this later. Yeah. I'm watching Jerry Lawler team up with whatever. <laughs> with the, what is his sleazy. Sleazy, Cleasy, and Jim. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, New Japan, let's go into some results. Uh, they kicked off with the, uh, well, pre-show-wise, the New yeah. Japan uh, Rumble. Uh, Jado picked up the victory in this. And it featured a lot of wrestlers, uh, some wrestlers that were present. Cheeseburger from Ring of Honor, 
Tiger Mask, uh, Jushin Liger, King Haku, and a lot more. Which, are they even allowed to use that name? I, I, like, I don't know if they used that name specifically. I think they did. I think that was why he was like, why it's King Haku as opposed to, as opposed to just Haku or yeah or something um, like, or like would they even use Tonga? I don't know. No, would they use Meng? No, no. So, um, why he but, used to he used to wrestle as Tonga? Did he? Yeah. Mm. Right. So Which, by bad. the way, it must really pay off to be in the realm of the Rock's family, yeah, even right. if you aren't blood relatives of him, because the Rock bought Haku a truck. Yeah, because uh, he spoke about how his debut uh, WWF attire. I guess his it was it was his official debut, not before um, Survivor Series. Right? Haku gave him uh, his tights. I didn't know that. Yeah, he gave him his, I think it was purple, his purple tights because that was fa- uh, Haku's favorite color. But he gave him his tights to use because they were this, around the same size. So the first attire. They were around the same size? Well, yeah, at the time. Damn. <laughs> at the time. So, yeah. at, so, so uh, The Rock's first debut attire, uh, I don't know if it was televised. Was it maybe I don't Ask think- Flex Cabana or? Uh, yeah, it was around there, but that's why that happened. It's interesting. Yeah. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships were on the line as the Red Dragons unsuccessfully defended their championships against the Young Bucks, Ropinji Vice, and Ricochet teaming up with Seidel. Young Bucks are your new IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champions. Uh, Cody Hall making a huge impact in this match. Nailing a uh, razor's edge, outsider's edge to the outside of the ring. It, a lot of action in this place. Fast-paced match. Um, a lot of fun. Yeah, for the uh, was the the never open weight championship that was just that was just created, right? Uh, I think that was just created, or else it has been in the past, but just defunct. Yeah, no, I'm gonna say it was just created. So you had the right. never open weight six man tag team championship. Match, uh, never never had a champion before. It was vacant. And the uh, Briscoes, uh, along with Toro Yanu, defeated the Bullet Club there to uh, become the champions. Yeah, uh, I believe, yeah, this is the debut of the Briscoes with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, they picked up the victory with the Doomsday device, and it looked really sick. Um, you also had the Ring of Honor champion, Jay it, Lethal. In yeah. this case, who books it? Do you think that's clear-cut that Ring of Honor books this one? Which? This match that you're about to speak about? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd say that they have say in who wins. Uh, Jay Lethal picked up the victory over Michael Elgin. Uh, Lethal used the Book of Truth, Truth Martini's book, uh, bestseller, uh, hit uh, Michael Elgin with that book and then nailed the lethal injection picking up the victory yeah uh, Kushida defeated Kenny Omega we were speaking about that earlier to uh, to obtain Kenny Omega's IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship and now Kenny Omega declared himself not a heavyweight yeah reverse that uh, junior heavyweight to the sorry. Head. Yeah. junior heavyweight uh, you had the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship on the line new champions the great Bash Heald defeated Bullet Club. Um, heavy hitting match. Entrances. 
entrances. Was this they, the? They took place. Was this the? <laughs> no, which one had the Back to the Future entrance? Was that earlier? Oh uh, yeah, that was earlier. Who was that? Uh, I think that was for. I I forgot who's in time the. Who teams with uh? What is it? The time splitters. Yeah, the time splitters. It's Alex Shelley and maybe it's Kushida. Maybe uh, Kushida. So, but no, there were two people in it. Uh, what? Well, I don't think one was a wrestler. Oh, yeah, one may have just been a an extra. I mean, not an extra. I mean, known to. Oh no, it could have wrestling. been. It it could have been Taguchi, you know. Oh, it may have been. May have been. But you also had the uh, you had Goto defeat Naito, and the never open weight championship was defended. Uh, Ishii unsuccessful in his title defense against Shibata. This match, I saw bits and pieces of this match, violent, uh, and I don't mean violent like CZW violent, but this was just physically... <laughs> you don't mean ultra violent. Bro. Yeah, this was an ultra violent. This was just a violent. So many headbutts that just make you cringe. Uh, Shibata picked up the victory following the spinning back fist, nailing the penalty kick, picked up the victory. Awesome match. I suggest a lot of people watch this. Um, yeah, and then I guess one of the main events there, we saw the IWGP Intercontinental Championship defended. Shinsuke Nakamura successfully retained his title against AJ Styles. Um, it sucks that, that this pay-per-view wasn't a pay-per-view and it was just on the internet. Yeah, it's un- unfortunate, but, you know, I mean, maybe they did it to save some money. I mean, who knows what it cost last time. Yeah, but well, I don't I don't see how they couldn't have made it back. But uh, You know what? I'm sure that they made more uh, out of doing this than they did previously. If, if this aired on pay-per-view, would you have come over and watched it? No. No, one, once is enough. Oh, but even though you were like, oh, I really want to come over and watch it. Yeah, I was joking at that time. Oh, he was, was joking still, at that time. I was still sick. Oh, he was still sick. Uh, but Shinsuke, Bomoye, victory. In the main event of the evening, you had Okada successfully defend his IWGP Heavyweight Championship against Tanahashi. Uh, in total, he rocked Tanahashi with four rain, rainmakers in the match. Tanahashi actually hitting in his own rainmaker on Okada, hitting a few high-fly lows, uh, high-fly flows, but Okada is the victor. Um, awesome event. In, also an event to kick off 2016. Yeah. Definitely check that out. And then, as we mentioned earlier, with the heel turn, and uh, well, the turn on AJ Styles, New Year Dash took place the night after. Some matches, Jay Lethal in a non-title match against Juice Robinson, formerly known as CJ Parker, picked up the victory. Yeah. I thought it was really cool that uh, King Haku got to tag with uh, the Bullet Club. Got to tag with his son. Uh, they they picked up the victory against Great Bash Heel, which is Makabe and uh, Hanma, and uh, and uh, also who Kushida and yeah and, Kushida and uh, Tenkoji. Yeah, and then as we mentioned before, Styles and Omega defeated uh, Nakamura and Yoshi. Uh, what is what is it? Uh, Yoshihashi. Yeah. So there. Yeah. Um, good stuff. New Japan Pro Wrestling already setting the bar for 2016. Talking about setting the bar for 2016, uh, TNA Impact made their debut on Pop TV. Uh, they had the finale of their TNA Championship. The what was it again? The World Series. Basically, yeah. yeah. Which started in October. 
Yeah, it took place over Maybe a even long before. period of time. Yeah, a long period of time. Uh, you had EC3 and Matt Hardy both advancing. Uh, EC3 defeating Lashley, Matt Hardy defeating Eric Young. Yeah, and then uh, EC3 went on to defeat Matt Hardy, becoming the new champion. Yeah, so congratulations to EC3. Some other things we saw, we saw the uh, the return of Kong. Uh, Amazing Kong made her return, aligning herself with Dollhouse. She attacked Gail Kim. Um, so maybe she was hired by them or she just joined them. Yeah, now but, I guess Taryn Terrell's done with. Yeah, Taryn Terrell is done with uh, TNA. Um, you also had the miracle, uh, the miracle debut. Mike Bennett and Maria made their debut with TNA. After tons of rumors and speculation that he signed with TNA, it is now official. He appeared on their pop TV debut, and it's... I think a really good signing. Mike Bennett is very talented and the sky's the limit for him. He's still very young and I'm, I've always been a fan of Maria, especially I think that she's been upping her games since ring of honor ring of honor really brought her to another level. And then when as she, a, as a, as a valet role, which unfortunately pro wrestling has kind of lost. So, and then when she walked into that, that indie show and she's like, Hey boys. And everyone's like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but awesome yeah. stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, you want to continue with results and stuff like that? You want to take a breather real quick? Are there other results? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to results. Let's uh, on point wrestling third uh, anniversary that took place January 2nd in Williamstown, New Jersey. Yeah. Kicked off. They were well, not kicked off, but they had, uh, street fight. Matt Tremont picked up the victory over Matt Angel. Yeah, the On Point Wrestling Heavyweight Championship number one contender match took place. A four-way. Uh, Sam Shields defeated Alex Payne, Joe Gacy, and Nico Sozio. Yeah, actually, pre- think I pre- uh, pronounced that wrong. I think it's Angle. Um, also, in your main event, you had the OPW Heavyweight Championship on the line. No ropes, barbed wire. Joey Janela defending the championship against Oz Tyler and beating Oz Tyler in this barbed wire match. You see Kudos pictures from Joey that? Janela. No, I have not. Have you? Yeah. Bloody? Mm. Oh. Well, kudos Joey Janela continuing his uh, his ways, his victory ways, as 2015 was a great year for him. 2016 should not be anything. We don't expect anything less. Yeah. Um, we in also fact, had- we expect more. <laughs> yeah, step your game up. Step yeah. your game up. Um, yeah, we want to see you dive off of two porter bodies and have two legends in there. Yeah. Uh, Greg the Hammer, Valentine, and Jake the Snake. No, not no. Jake could take it. Greg, I don't think could. <laughs> um, I believe in wrestling. Uh, number 114. Took- Honky Tonk Man, maybe. Honky Tonk Man, maybe. Uh, 114. Took place on the second as well in Orlando, Florida. Lens Dorado and Santana Garrett picked up the victory over Rex Brockus and Slade Porter. Yeah, Braden Knight defeated Chico Adams. SCW Florida heavyweight champion Rhett Giddings picked up the victory over Ace Andrews. The AWA Florida Tag Team Championships were on the line. Aaron Epic and Johnny Van Dal defeated the Dirty Blondes and... Uh, Picked up the picked up the new titles. Uh, picked up yeah. the titles there. Yeah, title change on that one. Yeah, defeated Leo Bryan and Mike Patrick, the Dirty Blondes. 
Yeah, we also have pro wrestling gorilla Lemmy, uh, greatly named. Uh, Lemmy took place on the second as well, Reseda, California. Did, did so, Lemmy ever venture out to that? Though? I actually am. I'm not sure. I don't think so. Maybe he. Maybe he was backstage. Maybe he was a fan. Who knows? Uh, Timothy, I, I'm sure PWG has a lot of fans that we don't know of. Um, Timothy Thatcher defeated Drew Gulak. You'll find out years from now that Barack Obama was secretly at shows. Yeah, right. Thatcher, <laughs> I think, is going to have a great, can have another great year uh, this year. Uh, Sammy, yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. Say it. Sammy Callan made his return to PWG, picking up a victory over Trevor Lee. Adam Cole defeated Mike Bailey. Yeah, his big return as well. PWG champion Roderick Strong defended it and successfully defended it against Chris Hero. Mm. Yeah, Suffolk Wrestling Alliance on the second Deer Park, New York. You had Chris Rivera and Tyler Murphy take on and defeat Deanna Perrazzo and Robbie E. It's a good fit. Uh, you had the Hog Elite Championship on the line. Champion Anthony Gangone successfully retained the title against Absolute Alvin. And the NYWC Heavyweight Champion Stockade picked up the victory over Falaba. Yeah, some, uh, some upcoming events. We have uh, January 16th, that's next weekend. Smash Wrestling versus CZW in Ontario, Canada. Um, you're going to be seeing Courtney Rush versus Kimberly. Yeah, you're also going to be having Mike Rollins and Pepper Parks pick uh, pick up the victory. Uh, defeat, uh, what the heck, <laughs> versus <laughs> facing against Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, and then the Smash champion Johnny Gargano will be taking on Sammy Callahan. Is Gargano getting signed? Question, big question mark. Also, you're going to have on the 16th, Warriors of Wrestling at uh, the Fun Station USA. You're going to have the WOW Tag Team Championship on the line. Hostile cl uh, uh, Collect Ice. Yeah, I'm definitely right. not pronouncing that right. Collect Ice, take, uh, take it on. Absolutely Caucasian. And uh, the WOW Heavyweight Championship will be defended in a three-way. Champion Rude Boy Riley will be taking on Chris Steeler and Austin Aries. Yeah, you're going to have the No Limit Champion, Darius Carter, there, and so much more, so go check them out. That was one of my favorite, I believe it's that exact fun time, uh, fun station USA was when uh, Crash Holly was hardcore champion. and. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And, uh, um, <laughs> other events. Versus Masha Thrasher. Yeah, right. I believe in wrestling at the same date. Believe 115 will they be taking place in Orlando, Florida. Wonder of Stardom champion Santana Garrett will defend her championship against Bar uh, Barbie Hayden. And so much more potentially in action. You're going to be seeing the AWA, the newly uh, AWA Florida Tag Team Champions, Aaron Epic and Johnny Vandal. Uh, the SCW Florida Heavyweight Champion, Rhett Giddens. And a ton more uh, potentially will be in action. Nothing else has been announced yet. But Santana Garrett versus Barbie Hayden should be an awesome match. So go support believe, uh, I Believe in Wrestling, 115, Orlando, Florida. Yeah, so I'm uh, moving on to Outside the Ring news. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Big Mason Ryan will be now working for Cirque du Soleil in Las Vegas. He's going to be an archer in, in their show. So that's I think that's pretty cool. He was featured, in, uh, featured on WWE.com for it. Yeah. 
Um, you also, Ring of Honor, they announced, added some more to their prospect tournament, which will be taking place on the 9th, so tomorrow. So next week, we're going to have a lot more coverage of this, a lot more information as the tournament is broken down. Uh, Jason Kincaid and uh, Shaheem Ali were added to this tournament. So there's one more spot open, an eighth entry, which we will not find out until the day of this tournament beginning. There's rumors circling that could be David Starr, could be Leon St. Giovanni, and a few others. So who knows? We'll find out tomorrow. But this Ring of Honor Prospect Tournament always delivers. And last year, we had uh, Donovan Dijak pick up the victory in the top spot of this tournament. So this, I'm sure we're not going we're gonna to see whoever wins this is going to have a bright future with Ring of Honor. Yeah. A uh, few, uh, yeah, what else? Uh, talking about a bright future, Dana White looking for a fight is his new TV show. Well, not TV, but YouTube show that we have spoken about in the past with the how they were doing a show centered around CM Punk. But that was false, as it seems as if it's more of a, they're searching for fighters. And the first episode was looking at the fighter who uh, called out CM Punk. And they went to go uh, check out this fighter and everything like that. It's with Matt Sarah, Nick the Tooth, uh, Dana White. I'm a big fan of Dana White. I think he's a genius. So what I, the heck? They're not going to go look at the Green Ranger? He called them out? Right. Seriously. Uh, I want. That's the match. That's the only match. Like, how could you not book that? No, seriously. Uh, how could you not want, I like... I don't know if he's any good. Yeah, but regardless, which is now, too, if, if whether or not he's good... You, you have to have a actual fighter. It, it wouldn't get the... Recon- they wouldn't be he anything... He has to have a what? He has to have some sort of a record or credibility to his He name. has tons of... He's a fighter. Yeah. He has he, MMA matches under his belt. You know what? If he has a lot of wins and stuff, he may be a little bit too good for CM Punk at the time. Do you know how many putties he's defeated? Yeah, but you also think about this way. I wouldn't set up CM Punk against someone that has a lot of experience in MMA. Because then potentially you're, you may have a loss in CM Punk. And if CM Punk's career starts off with a loss... What's next? Who's to say even he may even have a match? So right should, now, should, C- should CM Punk face Lady Tappa? Maybe. She is 0-1 right now. Should CM Punk face uh, Dos Cars Jr.? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he got knocked out by uh, Crow Cop. Uh, should CM Punk face Crow Cop? No. <laughs> no one should. I don't know who should face Crow Cop. Should, I fear Crow Cop. Should uh, Kicks. Should CM Punk face Ken Shamrock? Ooh, maybe. Should CM Punk face Tank Abbott in 2016? What is Tank Abbott? He lost his last fight, right? <laughs> Tank Abbott is too busy trying to challenge Ronda Rousey to a fight. You see that stuff? Yeah. Oh, it's unfortunate. Tank Abbott, just stop. Why? I mean, wait, if she wants to challenge Floyd Mayweather, why can't he challenge <laughs> her? Oh, Tank Abbott. Tank Abbott's too busy fighting people in backyards while drunk for money. Uh, but yes, he's drunk. Went, oh yeah, eh, you can't say that. So I think they drink. I think they drink beer in their inter. But uh, just just because their, you drink a beer does not make you drunk. All right, Unless but you're still, you, but but still, uh, this is what the what the basis of this show is. Now we know a little bit more about it. It, it sounds like the equivalent of uh, David Tell's insomnia. <laughs> <laughs> Don't recall it. You don't remember Insomniac? I mean, I, 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 don't, he would I go don't see from, the similarities. Well, because they're looking for... Well, I mean, it's obviously... Attell's show was not looking for a fighter, but 
they go from like place to place, like grungy bars. This place. all right, yeah. I mean, it is mainly Dana White traveling and seeing the world a little bit. So, um, check that out. Talking about seeing the world, uh, yeah, why not? Seeing the world, not really. Uh, Alpha, Alpha, American Alpha is going to be the new name of Jason Jordan and Chad Gable. They're that, that's team. such a seeing the world thing. Yeah, I had nothing else. Uh, American Alpha, I don't know if I like this name. I'd rather Alpha America. American I think that's dumb Alpha also. What's, what's Alpha America mean even? I don't know, but I feel like no matter what, Alpha should be the first word of, like, Alpha male. It should be first. It shouldn't be male Alpha. So no, I but think they're that, saying they're American alphas. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. Why? Why are you a fan of it? I mean, I don't like the name at all. But yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, that's I not. Think they could have came up with a better name. I certainly wouldn't put Alpha American. I think American oh, Alpha even is if better. You put Alpha American, I wouldn't be a fan of it. No, but I think American Alpha sounds better than Alpha American. Uh, I don't think so. But yeah, um, Alpha American almost sounds too close to African American. Yeah. Why, why do you need that? I don't think that plays a factor. It's, I mean, it's American Alpha for like, I think that rolls off the tongue a lot more than Alpha American. Uh, I, I think both are awful. So next, next news. Both names are awful. All right, next. Because Jason Jordan and Chad Gable are next. Good. Uh, yeah, some uh, outside the ring news. Some injuries occurred. John Cena. Or is RC or Labrum? They don't know. Yeah, his rotator cuff. Uh, will probably be out past WrestleMania, which his first time being out of WrestleMania since two thousand three. Um, yeah, Cesaro's out with kind of a similar shoulder injury. Is I it, question is it Orton out with the same injury too? Yeah, but I'm also questioning if it could be due to his Olympic powerlifting weight training style. I really think that he may overdo it in the gym. I think that may impact uh, these injuries. Uh, really makes you question. But I have to assume that John Cena will, in fact, be at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. With, Maybe, yeah, fin had, fingers crossed, that he'll have a rap battle against Jay-Z. Featuring R-Truth? No, you don't even need R-Truth. Why not? Well, because, you know, in 2003, that was supposedly going to be a match. That was supposed to be a thing with, but it wasn't going to happen. I mean, he was no, coming. No, it was. TNA. He was going to with TNA. Who? Our truth. No, not truth. It was supposed to be Cena versus Jay Z, I think. Oh. In a, and then John Cena ended up rap battling a. Uh, who was it? It was it was a cardboard cutout of somebody else. I want to say Jadakiss, but I don't think that's right. Or Fabulous. Oh uh, no. I don't know. Maybe um, Jay Z also. Yeah, so we spoke about, let's see. Yeah, but moving on to other injuries, Sasha Banks is apparently out with an undisclosed injury. Yeah. Uh, her, her last match was December 28th. Which isn't really that long ago. I mean, yeah. maybe they're, she's just resting a little. Well, I mean, Cena's came out of nowhere. Yeah, it's true. It came out of nowhere, but even still, I mean... I wouldn't really uh, jump to a conclusion that she is definitely injured until... Right, because sheets be sheets. Yeah, exactly. But with John Cena, every single champion that left WrestleMania's champion is now out injured. 
You got Tyson Kidd, Cesaro. You got Cena, Nikki, Nikki Bella, Bella, Seth Rollins. Yeah, so Who WrestleMania 31, Curse. Daniel Bryan. Yeah, the curse. And where, where um, is Daniel Bryan? Better? He may be ready to return. He tweeted out saying how with Nakamura and everything, he's eager for the doctors to clear him. So maybe we'll see Daniel Bryan make his return at Royal Rumble or WrestleMania. I know that he said that in an interview that his dream match is to face Nakamura. Which they still, I don't know how they didn't do that when WWE was in Japan. How do you not have some sort of crossover? Well, well I, mean, maybe, I understand. Maybe they, I understand they'd rather how. build up to it. I yeah, mean, but like you don't know where people are. And I mean, look at Daniel Bryan. He's currently, could be currently injured, but. Yeah, I mean, back when they were in Japan, he could have. I mean, he probably was still injured. Yeah, well, it's around that same time. Speaking of farewell tours, <laughs> uh, Kurt Angle has his big farewell tour uh, going on in TNA. Is this like a farewell to TNA? Like, what do you think about that? Right, I think it's bat? a farewell to TNA tour. I don't think it's a farewell to his wrestling career. I think it's a farewell to TNA. I like. I literally, I cannot see Kurt Angle. Ending his career not in WWE. No, he's even said in interviews he wants his career to end with WWE. It's like it's uh, like it's my, just really. I think it, the tough part is really getting clearance from them that his neck is yeah, well yeah. enough to compete. It's like it's like Mike Piazza. It's like will he will he go into the Hall of Fame as a Met or a Dodger? Yeah, I mean, there's no. I definitely see Angle ending his career in WWE. It's like will Kurt Angle end his career in WWE or TNA? Yeah, not to say the Dodgers are like TNA, but not to say the Mets are like WWE. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) but Um, yeah, Kurt Angle's on his his farewell tour, and we're uh, we're going to see him taking on Drew Galloway next week, which I heard was an amazing match. Yeah, so check out that. Go support TNA. I mean, they just debuted on the new station Pop TV. They do have good matches. I mean, EC3 is your champion. You have Matt Hart, uh, Matt Hardy. You have so much more. Rockstar Spud over there. You have a lot of good matches and good wrestlers. Go support them. I know we don't talk about them enough, but with this switch over to a new station, um, the debut of Michael Bennett, go check them out. Go support them. Yeah, and hopefully, uh, ne- hopefully next week I'll be having Pop TV here. I'm not sure, but... Yeah, we weren't able to live tweet or even really watch it outside. I mean, we weren't going to live tweet it anyway. But. I mean, I, I may have. I I was actually going to watch it live and potentially toss some tweets out there, but it wasn't on television. So, um, talking about on television, James Storm made his return to TNA. Um, apparently, he was offered by TNA 2.5 times the amount that WWE offered him, and WWE is rumored to have offered him 100000 So, that's a quarter of a million dollars going to James Storm as salary. And it's guaranteed. Apparently, it's it's guaranteed money, unlike other contracts. Plus merchandise sales. So, James Storm, if this is the actual, if what we saw on the sheets, if this is actually what he got offered by TNA, God bless him. I mean, I don't think there's anybody out there who would turn some sort of a con- guaranteed money down. Yeah, I mean, I I'm, obviously you can't fault him for that. It just, it really sucks that WWE didn't or wasn't able to work something out bigger with that. Yeah, I because, mean... I mean, the internet world blew up back in what, September? Mm-hmm. Maybe earlier than that even, or later than that, when James Storm made that official debut in NXT. It was a huge, it was WWE.com, plastered it, covered it everywhere. 
Yeah. And then uh, for weeks I've been, where's James Storm? Where's James Storm? Where's James Storm? But you got to appreciate, but he signed to WWE. He signed his contract according to the sheets. Right. So it, it was cool. You get to see him a little bit, uh, very little bit, like in the background, not even like featured, but on the background of Breaking Ground. So it's like, go. it's cool to see him in like that aspect where it's like, oh, here's James Storm sitting next to so-and-so. Yeah. Um, and then apparently the doors were left wide open for him to return to WWE. So I could understand. I mean, it's good that if this is true, it's good that they are understanding that he had to go where with them offering him more money. What I heard, though, what I really heard through the, the sheets, sheets, uh-huh. sheets, was that they were waiting for Chris Harris to get into shape. Yeah. So Chris Harris will uh, come back, be in shape. And uh, won't be Braden Walker. He'll he'll be going as as Chris Harris, and tagging with the eventually returning James Storm once he's ready. And they're gonna work. They'll work some dark dark matches, some house shows. Are you any ideas of what their tag team name is gonna be? Yeah, the the Wanted of America. There you go. So Wanted of America, uh, Chris <laughs> Harris, get back in shape. Uh, James Storm, finish off your contract. And uh, Wanted of America, look forward to seeing them on NXT. They said by 2017, like May-ish 2017. May 2017, all you'll, right. You'll see, you'll see the lights go out on Broadway and the Americas of Wanted. The Wanted lights of America. Broadway. All right. So I think that's all the news. And then does, we that, have- does that just work with every single Billy Joel lyric? <laughs> <laughs> it, it is quite possible that... Everything you say is something uh, related to a song. No, but but like for you though, like every time (laughs) I I say the longest time, that happens. And then yeah, the last week I said, say goodbye to Hollywood and you started saying that. Yeah. So So I'm going to start working in more lyrics and seeing if it works. (laughs) Venture outside of uh, Billy Joel too. What? Try to venture outside of Billy Joel because I don't know how I many songs no, I have well, left. Well, uh, first of all, you were like, "My listen to that. How is that not? That's one of the biggest hits." And it's like that wasn't one of any of his hits. Like that wasn't a big hit at all. It was just like a B side. Yeah, so I you clearly know B side. Yeah, I was surprised at that fact though. Um, what else do we have? Uh, Dixie Carter was interviewed, but yeah, I mean, it was just really about how critical fans are. How they're like. Uh, WWE, uh, TNA, you're taking all these WWE wrestlers, get your own wrestlers. What WWE wrestlers are they taking? Well, I mean, how they took like Matt, like Matt Hardy, MVP, all these guys that were with uh, Kurt Angle, all these guys that were with WWE, how critical everyone's like, oh, they're washed up. You're taking them. But then once they, WWE signs them, it's like, oh my God, they're back. This is amazing. I mean, just like what, how we were talking about, like Dudley Boys, Ric Flair, et cetera, et cetera. We've spoken about it <laughs> a long talk. time ago. Yeah, but Ric Flair's TNA career was a lot different than his WWE career. I mean, his WCW career was a lot different from his WWE t- career, too. Obviously, but if you're <laughs> just specifically talking about yeah, like I... past 2009 or whatever, 2008. Yeah. So those are the outside the ring news, the results, and everything else. And we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back with some sports entertainment. Yeah, we'll so be we'll be right back here on 
Marking Out. Hey guys, Jason David Frank, and you are listening to Marking Out. It's Morphin' Time. Welcome back to Marking Out, episode 257, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Yeah, let's talk about some sports entertainment and some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro, which kicked off with Stephanie McMahon trying to make her way out to the ringside area, only to be cut off by Roman Reigns' music. Uh, They basically met in the ring, or actually met ringside, and then went into the ring and uh, went back and forth. He tried to call Vince McMahon out. She's like, oh, he's not going to be here. He's just refereeing your match. That's it. And it kind of led into nothing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand why. I could get why you opened with this, but I don't get it. I don't understand. It, it didn't really build any hype towards the main event. Yeah, I just didn't. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't do what I thought it would do, but or what yeah. I needed it to do. But yeah, uh, talking about needing what it has to do. No, Owens defeated Neville. Yeah, um, Dino was on commentary here. Who was Dino? Who's that? Dean Ambrose. Oh, 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 yeah. Um, I really like that shooting star press that Neville did to the outside of the ring. Not, uh, yeah, crossbody, I guess. Shooting star. Yeah. Uh, I just, I didn't like that he wasn't selling his ribs as much. I, I, I like the fact that he had the rib tape on and Owens as a heel ripped it off and stuff, but I agree that the, the ribs, and that's kind of not characteristic of, uh, Neville. Usually he's really good at selling and remembering what his injuries are, but the rib cage, he didn't really sell that much. But this was more so the match that I was expecting from last week, um, on Raw between them. So I was happy with this. Yeah. Um, after the match. I'm just, I'm, I'm happy that it wasn't a quick match, a quick victory from Neville too, like last time. Right. So I'm happy that they actually put on a full match this time around. Yeah, and then afterwards, Kevin Owens attacked Neville, and uh, Dean Ambrose went and saved him, and ended up putting Kevin Owens through the through the table with the diving elbow drop off the barricade. Yeah, he was off the barricade. What does this say about Neville, though? Like, what does this say about the Neville Owens feud? Like, semi- I don't really think there's a Neville Owens feud, except I mean, but then, like, why? What's the point of booking him to lose in uh, what was it like uh, a minute match or not even? Like, what was the point of him losing that quick match to Neville? I guess if it just, to just led to this beatdown. Show that to like get in Kevin Owens' head, mm-hmm. like not specifically Neville, but yeah. just that Dean Ambrose is like one up. Even though he wasn't Dean Ambrose. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, like, I, I can't specifically say that Neville versus Kevin Owens is a feud, except if you go to the next match, which is Titus O'Neil defeating Stardust, commentary spoke all about how great this feud is and how it's just been, it's been building over the past weeks. Absolutely absurd. They had, yeah. They had backstage promos that Titus O'Neil cut Stardust off on. They had house show matches. They had matches on main event a few weeks without hearing about this. But that's a feud. Yeah. But this match left me wondering, will Titus O'Neil be one of the last few to be eliminated in the Royal Rumble? I have, I am still a fan of Titus O'Neil and his wrestling abilities and stuff like that. I still think he has a bright future. I know you were... 
leaning away from that, especially with the tag team of primetime players and everything. What do you say? What well, say I you? mean, now that Darren Young is out of the – well, not completely out of the picture, but now that Darren Young's somewhat out of the picture, I mean, sky is the limit. I don't think Titus is, like, an awful wrestler. Uh-huh. I just uh, – I just you you need you need to I don't know I don't I don't know you have to build them up as a main event superstar and right now they're not really doing that so well, because they're, there, they're there was building a them bit... up as a main event superstar not the main event just the television show but like there was a few times where you were like saying how you were getting really hard on his like wrestling abilities there's I mean saying... I'm sure if I if you if you give me a longer match with him there's stuff that'll pick out but. I'm sure you can do that with a lot of people, though. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you have like... HBK-style uh, wrestlers wrestling on every match. Um, next up, you had Becky Lynch pick up a victory over Charlotte in an untitled defense. Uh, Becky Lynch using a little uh, tactics out of Charlotte's own book with using the tights. Yeah, but uh, again, with this, there's absolutely no reason for Ric Flair to be ring the, r- ringside. Yeah, and Jim Ross, good old JR, agrees with Brandon. Yeah, uh, that idea. But because uh, he doesn't, he just takes the spotlight and puts it on himself. Yeah, and I think Charlotte moves too slow in the ring. I've definitely said that before. Yeah, she th- she thinks way too much and doesn't actually. She doesn't let her abilities flow. Right, and it's it it's noticeable. And the match basically came to an end here when Ric Flair grabbed Becky Lynch's ankle right in front of the referee. You could see the referee seeing it. Which instantly should have been a DQ. He put his hands on, on somebody. That well, I mean, they never they never DQ them if they tried to pull the leg. No, or but if usually if, the referee... if your hand is literally on her ankle, holding yeah, they... her ankle while the referee is looking at you, while they've... the referee is still looking at you, you're holding the ankle. They've they've never DQ'd anybody for that. The referee, you know this. The referee goes over and yells at them, and so the heel can do a cheap tactic. I mean, and it's that, nothing. I don't know. There's never it, been a, a trip. A trip is a trip. That was not a trip. That's holding the ankle. Yeah, you're, you're now trip, getting involved holding, in the match. You're, holding you're, the ankle is no. Nobody, nobody talks. Nobody holds an ankle. Many people hold an ankle and get no, caught. No, they don't. They trip them. No. And the ref turns around quickly and says, "Hey, what are you doing?" No, this happened with the holding of the ankle too. I don't. I would never see. I maybe once there was a DQ. Who holds an ankle? Rip, nobody holds an ankle. Ripping. Ric Flair holds an ankle. That's not. Shouldn't you know about holding ankles, holding attention, something yeah. that didn't hold attention? Ryback versus Big Show nope. ended, ended in a no contest. Thank goodness we didn't have to sit through it because uh, the Y family came out and attacked both of them. Which I guess to me, I don't know if to you it did, but to me it did not make any sense. No, but uh, but they they. Caused uh, this match to not happen, and then they announced that they were going to be in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um, next up, you had Del- all I, 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 with all these people saying that they are going to be in the Royal Rumble now. I mean, okay, I could get why they did it because Big Show was the first person to say that he's going to be in the Rumble. So I could get that factor because he's in, uh, like, in the Rumble now. So I could get why they interrupted to attack them, specifically him too. But in general, I hope that they don't reveal the numbers. And I don't want them to reveal all 30. Is it still 30 or 40? It's 30. I hope that they don't reveal all of them. Maybe just like a few of them. But I love this surprise aspect. And I hope they don't 
they keep on taking that away, and I hope that they stop. They don't keep on taking it away. Every year there's been surprise entrants. Yeah, but I, I want a lot of surprises. I mean, last year you you basically – Well, I mean, not even – I'm not talking surprise entrants. I'm talking like Heath Slater coming out or Del Rio or even Ryback. I'm talking about like I don't want to know that they're actually going to be in the Rumble. I mean, maybe – I don't know because they have done it in the past too. Well, they probably have a good like – I mean, no, 11, because they, 12 they, did, people. they did do that in the past where they would say, like, we're Rumble 92 or 93. They'd flash across the string, like, the screen, uh, like, Earthquake, Typhoon, Jake the Snake, stuff like that, featuring these guys, these guys, these guys. I guess that's not my gripe. It's more the number, though. The number but, like, game. when they, how rare do they do that? They do it the night of. What do you mean? They do, like, the number thing, basically, the night of. I yeah, I don't know. Maybe I lost touch with it. Yeah. Um, talking about losing touch, Del Rio and Rusev defeated Usos. It's anything entertaining. It's I mean, it's not like the match was bad, but it's not something I needed to see. Yeah, it, it has. It just has no meaning to it. I mean, it's better than Bi- Big Shack. Big Shack. Big Show Ryback. Uh, it's better than that. But I I I di- I like the ending where. Uh, Jay Uso was in like the middle of the ring in the, in between the ropes, and Del Rio yeah. hit the the double stomp. Mm-hmm. But like with, it's hard to to care about the League of Nations as a whole when there's just no mention of Bad News Barrett. Agreed. Maybe if he unblocked us, we'd be able to help him out a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. Up next, we saw the one man rock band Heath Slater. In 2016, pick up a victory against what seems to be the one-man rock band groupie, even though it's not a Heath Slater groupie. Uh, Dolph Ziggler picking up the victory there. Yeah. What? Do, all right. First, before we start to talk about Heath Slater and his friends, what do? You, what is your thoughts about Ziggler uh, being defeated, especially because he was just kind of in the like that in between IC. Feud with uh, Owens and, and stuff like that, having his matches with Dean, where we thought that there was legit going to be a triple threat, which did take place, but more so on a pay per view wise. What are are you cool with Slater picking a victory over him? Yeah, it was a cheap victory. All right, so now let's get into the stable, the Social Outcast. Yeah. Uh, Slater had some help in this match as Adam Rose, Bo Dallas, and uh, Curtis Axel helping him out. Yeah, I liked, uh, as far as the actual match happened, I liked uh, when Heath Slater had Dolph Ziggler up in the air for like 15 seconds, and uh, Dolph Ziggler like turned it around and rolled through with a package pin. Yeah. Uh, Like that, people don't like realize how much strength that takes. Yeah, it was, I thought it was a great, it was a fun match. I love that promo after, how all of the, it seemed like all of them were like fighting for the mic, for mic time. Yeah. And how Adam Rose did his stuff, and then Slater's like, what like he was so confused at what Adam Rose was saying and all of them are just battling for the mic for their mic time to get their catchphrases out there and stuff I like how Bo dropped the mic afterwards yeah uh very very um interesting pairing of this group but intriguing and I want more yeah uh after that we had New Day cutting a promo uh they were they were having their own New Year's celebration and uh they went on to have their own New Year's countdown, 
But all of a sudden, at like the five mark, five second mark, Y2J, boom, his countdown kicked in and and cut them off. Uh, it didn't make sense to me, but Y2J came out, got in every single catch race he ever had in the wrestling industry, and then entered himself into the Rumble. I yeah. just I don't I don't understand like why not have him be like a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble rather than having a surprise appearance on Raw to announce that he will be in the Royal Rumble. I agree with that. I think that that would have been a nice surprise. I mean, regardless, he's still gonna Which get a pop. Yes. Yeah, ProWrestlingTees dot com slash marking out. Yes, but like, will he be wrestling before the pay per view? Um, I mean, we still have another full week, so maybe we have two Raws, don't we? Yeah, we have two Raws. Yeah, two Raws. So, and I guess, I, I mean, two SmackDowns as well. Yeah. Uh, so. so this led into uh, New Day picking up a victory over Kalisto and the Dudley boys. I, I still like seeing Kalisto teaming with the Dudleys, but I'm uh, I'm checked out with them. I got to say, I'm still checked in. I was a fan I of don't this. Know, I, lo- I love like, how Kalisto gets on the, the shoulders of Bully Ray when they're and I'm gonna still call him Bully Ray when they're in the, on the turnbuckle. I thought that was a cool spot. But as far as the Dudley Boys go, I don't think they really had that great of a return to WWE. There was no big impact made. I think that they they were did, just put in like floater feuds and yes, and, and that. But but they but the, I think that they did their uh, did their part because they but also they didn't the, hold on. But because they kept a lot of the floater tag teams that didn't have anything to do. In I mean, New Day didn't really have anybody to have go after that championship besides Lucha Dragons. No, they definitely did. They just didn't. A lot of people were getting them. injured. No, Part they definitely had Usos. No, I think they definitely had tag teams. And Ooh. I mean, Lucha Dragons were there. Yeah, who Usos. Else? When were, when did the Usos return? Uh, not till late late year. They were out for a majority of the time. And I I mean, why not the Ascension? Even though I guess that would make New Day faces. Exactly. So I'm, I'm. I think that Dudley Boys really did do their. Uh, they did. They paid off. I don't know. I think yeah. it's time for WWE to split them up and have Devon yes. go away and have uh, Bubba turn into a bully. I mean, let's. I think that that. I agree that it's time that they split up. But I do think that they did play the big impact, and I think that they did their job. But Royal Rumble is right around the corner. What better time to split up tag teams than a Royal Rumble match? I think we said it last year or the year before that they're not taking advantage of tag team splitting in the Royal Rumble all that much where you have the like Typhoon Earthquake where you have Earthquake eliminating Typhoon. Uh, you well, don't what, have... what tag teams are in the Rumble? Like We don't know you yet. You have the Usos. There aren't what? many to split. Oh, there's, they ha- they've had their opportunities. For who, They've though? had their opportunities. I mean, recently we had Sandow and Miz, but you knew that that was coming. Yeah. You knew that that tag team split was going to be coming at the Royal Rumble. It was just a matter of when. It wasn't at the Rumble. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Yeah, that was where Sandow eliminated the Miz. That was at WrestleMania. Was it? Yeah, I don't know if he did that in the Royal Rumble as well, but that was... Maybe the... The Miz came in and was like, no, you don't get a spot. That's my spot. And then the Miz got eliminated. The Miz took Mizdow's spot again. And he got that, eliminated at the Battle Royal from him. And then Big Show won. Yeah, I think uh, Sandow eliminated the Miz at Royal Rumble last year. 
But okay, but even still, I think that the, it's a great time for 3D for Bully Ray to go break off in singles. Devon maybe break off at the singles, or if anything, go work help. I mean, he still has their team 3D cl- uh, school. Go work as a tag team profession uh, um, trainer down at the performance center for a bit. Miz, Miz, Miz was eliminated first by Bubba Ray. No, all and right. And then, and then later on, Damian Mizdow got eliminated by Rusev. Where Miz came out again when Mizdow came out and was like, "No, that's my spot. Mm-hmm. Give it to me." And Mizdow's like, "Absolutely not." And then Mizdow went on to go no, into the so actual the, match. All right, so then they didn't even take advantage of that too, which a lot of people thought. But like they had but, that little teaser, so yeah, they had the teaser. But still, I want to see some tag teams splitting up, and, and the Royal Rumble is a good time for that. Uh, you also, all right, so now main event time. WWE Championship is on the line. Roman Reigns defending his championship against Sheamus. Vince McMahon, special guest referee. Sleeveless, going sleeveless. As that always. was his attire of choice. It's always sleeveless. Yeah, but I don't know if people were expecting the sleeveless. I mean, he's. Ripped. I don't think he was expecting it. He looked like he was not tanned for days. Uh, looks like he's been. I'm not, I mean, I don't want to get sued, so I'm not going to say my thoughts. But looks like he's been uh, using some help at the gym. Um, but like yeah. John Cena's been training him? Or? Yeah, I don't know if you want John Cena training you with all these shoulder injuries going around. Well, I feel uh, like John Cena's training everybody. He didn't train Randy Orton. Randy Orton took out the garbage. Yeah, right. Um, all right, but let's get to the match, though. Yeah, uh, Roman Reigns won, still WWE champion. Uh, Vince McMahon basically refused to count for yeah, Roman typical, Reigns. Typical heel, uh, special guest referee. Everyone knew that this was going to happen. Yeah, Stephanie came out, got on the uh, bottom rope for whatever reason, and mm-hmm. uh, Reigns tossed Vince into her, and she fell into the ring, which I did not like that part. Yep. I thought it looked bad, which then led into an even more awkward spot. Where, uh, well, because Roman Reigns before that, even he, I believe he hit, he knocked out Vince McMahon. Okay, yeah. How do you knock out? All right, so you knock out Vince McMahon, you referee, and then you go for a pin. Yeah, help I, me. Yeah, that's help like help that's you. that's an instant DQ right there. Yeah, how does that work out? But uh, after the whole Stephanie McMahon getting knocked into the ring thing, um, that led to Sheamus hitting Roman Reigns with a bro kick. Vince is up for it, and just as Sheamus goes for the pin, Vince falls down and pretends he's hurt. Yeah. Which was so awkward, which leads me to believe that Vince McMahon forgot what he was supposed to be doing. I think Vince forgot a few times in this match, especially where you had, uh, who made his return? Yeah, that was, well, that led into the Scott Armstrong's part. Yeah, so Scott Armstrong came in. And during that, it looked like Vince McMahon was getting ready to crawl over to count the three. Well, that's and then the, once he saw Armstrong, no, no, that the whole thing was I didn't understand. Vince was literally standing up for that, and yeah. then Sheamus goes, hits a bro kick, covers him, and Vince like, oh, and then falls out to the ground, passed out, and then like calls out for the referee. Yeah, I don't I, know. I, it but weird. Roman Reigns kicked out. Knocked out Scott Armstrong. Another ref came out. Well, eventually. Armstrong also helped out Sheamus by lifting up Reigns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of uh, which I liked. I liked that it played into that whole. In that yeah, whole I, I like that, that it's still like considered the referee in the authority's pocket. 
Yeah. Kind of like how back in the day they had, who was it, Robinson with Ric Flair? Right? Yeah, but that wasn't, yeah. was, he wasn't in his pocket. No, uh, he was more of just like an obsessed fan. I think you're thinking, what are you talking about? Where an he obsessed was, fan. He was just like, he got put into a match. Where and he Flair, was, and Flair was training him. him. No, and Flair was training him for it, I think. Um, no, right. You would be more better off saying like Nick Patrick and the NWO. I don't really remember that. Or Danny Davis and Bret Hart, I believe. And, and I the have no Hart clue Foundation. about that. Or the, nope. the, yeah, well, whatever. So that is the finale of Raw, yeah, right? So Roman Reigns knocked, knocked out Scott Armstrong, knocked out Vince McMahon. Another referee came out, one, two, three. Um, I know, I know a lot of people complain about Roman Reigns versus Sheamus, but I, I thought it was entertaining. Yeah, I thought it was a fine match. With, with the inclusion um, of Vince McMahon, with the inclusion of Scott Armstrong, I could have done without Stephanie, but... Yeah, I mean, it was, I, it, it was a fine match. And then on the way out, uh, Vince McMahon gets on the mic, says that at the Royal Rumble, Roman Reigns is going to be defending his championship, uh, championship in the actual Royal Rumble match. So usually it's the number one contender spot for WrestleMania. But now the title will be on the line. Yeah. I'm for, excited for that. For the first time ever, somebody will be going into the Royal Rumble as champion and defending it. This first happened time ever? Yes, this happened once before similarly in 1992, but it was a vacated, vacated title. Yeah, so I'm excited for this. Does this make you kind of a little bit hesitant to say that you're going to see, like, do you think Roman Reigns is going to walk out as champion? No, I still think it, it'll lead to... Brock Lesnar as champion. Okay. Unfortunately, but I, I don't want to see Brock win the Royal Rumble, but that seems I, like I mean, I want to because I want I want it to be the person that people aren't speaking about. Like how the rumors are going like last year, people were talking about Reigns, Reigns won. I I want to see someone that people are talking that people aren't talking about. So, other people than Reigns, other people than Lesnar. I mean, yeah, who I just, if you I, hear a rumor about just cut it. I don't see that happening though. So, yeah, I, know. I just feel like I mean, it's it's unfortunate, but I still see that there goes my like fantasy booking is is that it would turn into where Brock Lesnar comes out, let's say he's number thirty or whatever, or Brock Lesnar's in the match already, and then number thirty could be like The Rock or something. Yeah, comes down to Rock Brock Reigns. Mm-hmm. Somehow, Rock and Reigns get eliminated. Brock is champion. Go on to WrestleMania, Rock versus Brock versus Reigns. Something like that. But then you have to figure in Fastlane, where I guess there might be some sort of Elimination Chamber match. I have no idea what's going to happen with that. I, Your guess is as good as mine. Um, all which, right, so- which, if there was, I would assume it would be a number one contenders match for... To see who will be facing the champion at WrestleMania, but I don't know. Well, actually, yeah, because they're not doing that. Usually, that's the Rumble, and even still, like sometimes the person that wins the Rumble doesn't go on to face the champion at WrestleMania, which I don't like. That's I not, hate when they do that. Very rare, though. Yeah, if, but if, I mean, it's if been, at all true, huh? I said, if at all true, it's true. Um, Back it so, up. Who? I'm good. Um, so, all right, let's talk about SmackDown, though. Yeah, SmackDown. Uh, first, right off the bat, they welcomed Moro Ronaldo to the commentary team, which uh, to me was kind of annoying. Mixed reviews. He sound by who? Well, was you and really? everyone else. Oh yeah, well, to me, he sounded as if Scott Stanford was doing a Bernie Sanders impression the whole time. 
He literally he yelled through every single match as if as if a, a sports team was in like dire need of a point or a field goal mm-hmm. or a basket to win the match with seconds to go. I mean, it was still one of his first his first time right, if no, he right. didn't. Right, I'll, I'll have to give him more time to get a better impression, but as of yeah. now, I just don't get it. He, he almost completely overshadowed everyone. And if that's the case, I don't think there's a reason to have Byron or a third person there in general. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's necessary to have a third person. Anyways, I think you should have a face and a heel and that's it. He sounded like he was calling everything himself. He was just like, it was almost as if he was talking over everyone. He called every single move. I'm fine with the, I have to, I mean, it's so difficult. I feel like when I watch a wrestling match, I don't actually listen to the commentary unless it's uh, something blatant or something that sticks out like JBL making a uh, modern day reference that he shouldn't be. So, and then everyone, uh, apparently everyone was saying how like, oh, great. It's great to see that the, that the heel Jerry Lawler's back. But to me, I don't, I listened to everything. I didn't see that as Jerry Lawler as a heel. I saw it as him putting Ronaldo in his place for over speaking on stuff. But then he also was retweeting all of his, all of the heel comments yeah, on Twitter. I, yeah. Well, so maybe he's trying to play that up. I, for one, I'm a huge, I'm a bigger fan of heel Lawler than face Lawler. And I, especially on commentary. And I really hope that if it is heel Lawler, I hope that he really comes back strong as a heel uh, on the commentary. So, um, well, I just, I don't see how that's possible. I don't know. I think it's very possible. I mean, it's converse. It's, I think it's very possible. Um, all right, so John Cena kicked off SmackDown, making his return to SmackDown. Yeah, opening the show, cutting a little promo about how SmackDown moved to the USA Network, which led him to announce uh, Alberto Del Rio to come out and then basically challenge him to a U.S. title match. And Alberto Del Rio refused, but said that he'll fight anyone but Cena in a non-title match or whatever. And John Cena introduced Kalisto, which got me nervous. <laughs> really did. The, the, the Cena, the Brandon uh, but, Cena curse. But here's where it's kind of broken because John Cena's injured. <laughs> so he There's always a loophole. So he can't really attach himself to somebody who's popular in this situation. Always a loop. And then drag them down once he's used them all up. So... <laughs> So Kalisto, um, Kalisto went on to face Alberto Del Rio and win. Yeah, which, reverse that arm bar into a Hercarana pin. Which I don't like that. I don't like that he's been using that. Right. As a, as a finisher. I'm, 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 I mean, like, I don't it's see just it as a quick, I think it's like a quick roll up type of thing. And I, I think, I, agree with you I want that. to see I, more Salida Del Souls and stuff. I agree with you on that. That is a quick roll up, but I am fine with it because I don't see it as his finisher. Yeah, I that's what it looks like, though. That's what it's been maybe doing. Maybe a signature or just a cheap victory or a quick vic- – I don't say cheap, but quick. Like Neville picking up over uh, – that win over um, right. KO was did I say? Did I say cheap? I think I said quick. I thought I heard you say cheap. I'm pretty sure you brought up cheap, but I could be incorrect. I don't know. I don't know. I could be incorrect too. But I, I, I'm a fan of Kalisto picking up a quick victory. It's not like we have not seen Rey Mysterio pick up a lot of quick victories. The quick victories, because of his small stature, uh, gets over big with the fans and gets a lot of uh, fan support as opposed to him getting that clear uh, finisher uh, victory. I'm a fan of this. Like, slowly, gradually um, doing different finishes for Kalisto. Yeah, but that's not like he's been using this 
specific one. So if if you want to switch it up, and I would have loved to have seen that that uh, springboard roll up pin sunset flip type of thing that we haven't seen since. I mean, the me, one that he did on SmackDown two weeks ago or three weeks ago or something. Kalisto, we know you listen, so next week yeah, do it for we Brandon. Know he listens, yeah, okay. But uh, I I like I thought it was cool that Kalisto actually picked up the victory there because the last time that they faced each other, the only time that they faced each other, was. Uh, Alberto Del Rio picked up the victory. Do we see a championship outside of tag team in the future of Kalisto for 2016? I don't know. It's. I mean, how long is Sin Cara out for? I oh, I forgot he was even out. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's long, out that long. So. I don't think Sin Cara is out for that long either. Um, so I don't. I don't know. I mean, 2016 is a long year. I know. I, would this, love I mean, to see it's funny a, because yeah. I was going to say it's funny because it's not like any other year is shorter, but it, it actually is because this is a leap year. But I would love to see Kalisto defeat Del Rio for the U.S. Championship. But do I see that happening? No. And Del Rio I, was Del Rio was super over with that with the SmackDown crowd. They were in. I think they were in Laredo, Texas. I'll be honest. I don't know if I don't see that happening. I think I can see that happening. Especially with Kalisto picking up a victory already, Del Rio them being tied pretty much. I mean, what what I would like to see is that be a build up, and then boom, Royal Rumble pay per view title match. That's, yeah, you just you just planted seeds. There you go. That's I think not that you them. Yeah, uh, but I think that they're planting seeds right now. Right. And, so I mean, fingers are crossed. But and like I said, it's it's very difficult to care about the League of Nations when what is it? They're like sometimes they're together, sometimes they're not, and then. Lana's nowhere to be found, and then I, that's King my Barrett is nowhere to be found. That's my big grief about it is that Lana is not with them. She's a valet for Rusev. Rusev's not a valet for all the other guys. Let her be the valet. Let her accompany them. I mean, they're a stable. Yeah, but in some senses, I get it because like they do stuff that you don't want a woman to be ringside for. Why not? But like in in a, in a in a matter of a tag team match where Del Rio tags with Rusev, she why, should have been there. Why wouldn't you want Lana at ringside ever for that? Well, because in the sense of like, oh, here, because she, she's not China. No, but she could still make uh, do a distraction as she has for Rusev many times. Right, but I'm saying like, what, I understand sometimes that they're not like when they're just attacking somebody. I understand that why okay, she wouldn't yeah. be there, but like but they, in a, in but a tag a team match, like I just said. Okay, so you, when you say that you don't think a woman should be out there, that's not like a China-esque physique or anything like that. You're talking about when they're not even physique, running. just just character-wise. She's not she's not a wrestler. She's a valet. Okay, so valet. So you're talking about run-ins, though. Not even run-ins, Joe. Just like in general, like if they're doing a promo, if they're cutting a promo that leads into, let's we're kicking Roman Reigns' ass or something like that. Then, then how do you how do you have her out there? Then she just walks away and goes in the corner. I don't I don't like why even f- try to put her near danger. But up next, you had uh, Miss TV segment where uh, Miz was speaking about the Royal Rumble and everything, but got cut off by New Day. And uh, I, I liked I liked that entrance because uh, instead of saying the city, Biggie Langston said said Miz TV, and uh, but. They then got cut off by Dolph Ziggler, followed by Goldust, Neville, finally R-Truth, who came out, and I thought was hilarious again. I thought that that was 
great. Because he came out there, tried to answer Alberto Del Rio's U.S. Open Challenge, which there was never even a U.S. Open Challenge to begin with. I love during this, uh, very coy, uh, Xavier Woods goes and sits in the Miz's chair with his popcorn. Yeah. And then once uh, uh, the Miz... Do, puts... do, you think, do you think that was an ode to Michael Jackson? No. Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past Xavier Woods doing something like that. That's a meme that's blown up over the years. Yeah, I would not be surprised. But I thought it was talking about the ooze. Like I love that where Miz like said whatever. Uh, what do you say? Um, that he has to buy a clue. He yeah. told R Truth to buy a clue, and everyone in the ring was just like, "Oh!" Yeah. And then Ziggler's like telling him to drop the mic. I think. Yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah. Ziggler telling yeah, him to drop the mic. It was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, segment was good. They all they all ended up brawling, which led into a match, which led into Neville, Dolph Ziggler, Goldust, and R Truth picking up the victory against New Day and Miz. Uh, I thought it was an entertaining match. I liked I, what. Yep. I was gonna say that I liked the, the there was a submission move that R Truth did that he put Kofi Kingston in and like, I can't say what it was close to, but I want to say it was like the rings of Saturn, mm -hmm. but it wasn't like he was using his leg. I don't know what it was, but I, I thought it was really interesting, but uh, I liked, I liked Miz getting into the whole new day thing, dancing with them and yeah, everything. That was pretty funny. Where, well, how he was dancing first. And then like new day is like, what is happening here? Yeah. And then, then, then went along with that. The one thing I don't like is post-match. Ziggler picked up the victory over the Miz but then post match, I am not a fan of Ziggler super kicking our truth and then throwing Goldust outside of the ring. Just, and then he just, and then he looks at Goldust and he's like, "Oh, there's nothing personal, brother. We're a rumble. We're yeah, a rumble." Yeah, but why? What don't you like that? That's what it is. It's a. It, this was clearly like, a Royal Rumble segment. It will always be a Royal Rumble segment. I I'm not. I don't. It's I don't not. It's not like. It's not it, like. It's not heel though of him to do it. It's. I see it as a... It's as, not, though. It's Royal Rumble. It's every man for themselves. Everybody, especially now yeah, so that you can... Yeah, post-match. Yeah, but now so... it's Yeah, because why would you want to do that during the match where you could lose? You win the match, and then boom, Royal Rumble kicks back in. You could be WWE champion here. Do you want Neville to win it? No. Do you want Goldust to win it? No. Do you want R-Truth to win it? No. You, you Dolph Ziggler, want to be WWE champion again. I'm, you want to put that... You want to put it. that championship on your belt backwards and then come out and flip around and then turn the belt around calm down marl <laughs> yeah okay i i don't know i was not a fan of it i get it that you're trying to set up the rumble but i don't like that you're having a face do something like that i don't, uh, I don't see anything wrong with it yeah all right so you also had charlotte defend her championship this time around against becky lynch picked up the victory very uh Cheaply. If you listened to this match, you would have thought that Charlotte was one of the best wrestlers due to Ronaldo overselling everything. Well, but if you actually watched the match, you would see how much better Becky is than Charlotte. Well, we also know where Charlotte learned about her uh, her being at ringside skills as during the pinfall, during that the was, end of the match. That pissed me Rick, off so Rick much. Ric Flair was on the apron. During the pinfall. Nobody but Ric Flair and Charlotte Flair have I ever seen do that. So we know exactly where Charlotte learned to do that from. Because for a while she was doing that with Becky. And even in NXT. And it was yeah, just yeah. like, wait, why is she on the... She's in the tag team right now. Why is she... 
I don't. She's not even in the match. Why right. is she on the apron? Even even before that, though, Ric Flair blocked Becky on the outside from getting to Charlotte, which right, which was right in front of the referee. Which right then and there, referee should have tossed him. That to me makes the referee look stupid. Ric Flair makes these referees look dumb. I I agree. I feel like Ric Flair should get caught uh, at some point, which may happen when Becky Lynch defeats Charlotte for the championship. But I Ric have Flair to say, gets caught and then tossed from the ringside. No, but he does get caught oh, every single time. Ric Flair's been ringside doing yeah, something dirty. Yeah, but he actually gets recently. tossed. But I thought it was funny though after after that. Uh, blocking Becky spot happened. Charlotte hits the, the, the high kick or whatever, and Ric Flair goes for a, a high five, and Charlotte goes for a, fifth, a fist bump, and they just touch hands. It was the most awkward thing ever. Awkward. Yeah, but uh, like you said, Becky Lynch, or like you didn't really didn't say that, but Becky Lynch had the disarmor locked in, and uh, Ric Flair put Charlotte's feet on the rope. Um, which... And the referee counts the three. Which, right, it's right in front of the referee's eyes. So there's two things to complain about there. Well, which no, is, I, I disagree. Because the referee, the referee played it smart. If you look back, he it wasn't in front of him because he put his arm, he used his arm to block the that's side. That's absurd. It's just absurd. Off. No, that's absurd. You can't, you cannot tell me you're, I, I went back into that up. angle. If you're uh-huh. if you go into that angle yourself, there's no possible way that you miss feet going up in the air. He wasn't looking at the feet. You even if you're not, then then you can't, block, be he, you can't be a referee. You can't be a referee then. He was looking at the at the arm at the submission. Was, she was it wasn't a, no, it wasn't a submission. It was a pin. Oh, but even still, if you look if you look in front of you right now and lift something in front of you, you still see it to a. Certain I don't see degree. what's to my left though. It wasn't to his left. It was right in front of his face. I think it was off to the left it a little bit. But that's right okay. We can move on. So that that was one thing that pissed me off. And then the other thing was Flair being on the apron. Because should that not be a stop count if the referee sees that? That should be a get off the apron. Right? That shouldn't be a, oh, hold on. Stay on the apron. It's okay. I just, I don't get it. I mean, we've seen it in the past where people will get on the apron and try to distract the referee. And the referee gets away from the pin and it's like, get down, get down. Why should it be any different? I guess because he's on her side. Yeah. But uh, main event time, IC title on the line. Dean Ambrose defeated Kevin Owens. No, d- no it, was it was double, double count, count out. out. Yeah. Double count out. It was a good um, match. fun, entertaining, but nothing that we haven't seen before. Exactly. They're brawl- they broke outside of the ring. Yeah, they eventually started uh, brawling ringside, led into the crowd. Dean Ambrose clotheslined Kevin Owens and I guess himself through some tables that ended SmackDown. Yeah, he uh, launched himself off of the uh, sound cases that they were standing on, jumped off of that right onto KO. But and, what, uh, like, what actually will this? I mean, obviously, this has to be a Royal Rumble match here. Yeah, this has to be a Royal Rumble match. It has to be an Extreme Rules or some sort of. It can't be a normal match. There has to be. This has to be a gimmick match. Right. With their involvement of tables, maybe even a tables match, but there has to be a gimmick match given to them. Yeah, um, but something I didn't like throughout SmackDown was that at times the camera would pan up and you would see a steel cage there, which by the end of SmackDown you would have have to have assumed that it was just for a dark match. Yeah, which but ended up happening where uh, with the Wyatts and stuff. Yeah, but I just thought it was dumb. Like, why not do a fast assemble after SmackDown goes off the air rather than having the cage hanging 
Yeah, we've above seen them your do, show when it's not if it's we, not used. I mean, we've seen them. I'm fine. I'm kind of. I'm fine with it. Yeah, but because like, there's, there's no reason no... why you should assume. I hate it when there's something hanging and you assume. Okay, now we know the main event. Yeah, but if you see a steel cage on TV, that looks dumb to me. I'm I'm fine with it. I don't think it looks stupid or anything like that. That's just like, oh, why was there a steel cage though? We have no clue. We weren't there. We're a TV audience. I'm For whatever fine. reason, they had a steel cage. There's no steel cage match coming up. Yeah, but you know why. But no, like you're not like we don't know why. I'm fine with it. Well. So, but that was SmackDown. Um shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Thank you very much to the following people for promoting us in the week of professional wrestling. Go follow John at Mr. John Faust. And go follow Eric at Montreal Broski. Don't forget to go check out his YouTube show, First Thing in the Morning. Still waiting for, uh, what is it, Maniac Mansion. Um, also, go check out Jack Tunney. Good old president of the WWF. Go follow him at Prez Jack Tunney. Thank you to everyone for promoting us. We greatly appreciate it. And that is it. Brandon, any shout outs? Why did the chicken cross the road? To listen to Brandon's shout outs. Waka waka. I, uh, I guess spoiler alert ahead. But the first shout-out goes to John Cena. I saw Daddy's Home. I thought it was a very pointless film. But uh, John Cena was in it. He was a surprise in it, and I thought he was funny. So, there you go. So if you're going to see that movie, go to see it because of John Cena and Kevin Hart, not because of Will Ferrell. Hey, kudos to John Cena. And, and because really of Taron Terrell. Yeah. Uh, John Cena really getting his name out there during that break, uh, during his time away from WWE. Yeah. Which what, was is surprising. That movie was, number two or three? No, it would be three. It was Trainwreck Sisters uh, and Daddy's Home. Yeah, and I, didn't, I didn't even hear anything about John Cena being in it, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, Andre the Giant was also in the film. There you go. So check that out. Uh, up next, there were uh, there were two new Sunday shows on Fox that I think you guys should check out. Uh, Cooper Barrett's Guide to Surviving Life. As well as Border Town. Border Town's a cartoon. Uh, I thought both both were good. Definitely yeah. check them out. Yeah. Charlie Saxon's the man. Yeah, he's, check on, out the show. he's on Cooper Cooper Barrett's Guide to Surviving Life. Uh, Judah Freelander's on Border Town. That yeah. I, I didn't know he was on that, and then I was listening. They were doing the voices, whatever, and I was like, "What?" That took me aback. Yeah. So go support their uh, new projects. Yeah. And uh, last up is an anti-shout-out. Well, wow. First of the year. Going to TNA because of their title tournament. Because it was the longest, most confusing, and hard-to-follow tournaments. And uh, I think EC3 should have never had that whole storyline where Hardy had to drop the title due to a lawsuit. It just that didn't make sense. If you, yeah, I, I can I can appreciate the fact that TNA is trying to be original and do stuff that hasn't been done before. I can appreciate that though. But in the same sense, like oh, let's take five months, four months to do a yeah. whole title tournament thing where people, where there were points, 
There were women involved to be champion. And yeah. Let's do this. Let's do that. And but just we, for, for just, just lead to Matt Hardy versus EC3 again. Yeah, but we are very happy that EC3 is the champion. I would have been happy if Matt Hardy was champion too, but yes. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think Ethan Carter is a fantastic wrestler. I think he's great on the mic. Yeah. I think WWE lost a lot, but he's grown a lot as well. So Exactly. I mean, you got to I think that this growing stuff is awesome for him. Drew Galloway too. Another yeah. one that was in the WWE not utilized properly, released and now really making a name for himself. So I think I both mean, of them say that about out. you could say that about a lot of people. I mean, look at Luke Gallows. Yeah. I think it's perfect. Yeah. Um so those right. are my shout outs. I think but, now it's time to move on to our Markout moment of the week. That is right, our mark out moment of the week. Uh Huge, 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 huge markout moment of the week. David, you you tried Cheesecake Factory recently. Yes, I did. I uh, went to Cheesecake Factory. I, I forgot what I ordered. You went with your cousins. You ordered a chicken sandwich. Yeah. But more importantly, you marked out over the bread. You want to tell us why? Uh, it was delicious. It was like honey oat. And it was... It was perfect. And now perfect you'll bread. now you'll want to go back to Cheesecake Factory again. I mean, I no, guess. Yes, yes, you will. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm good. I mean, yeah. yeah. But. So that was the market I'm over the week for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think collectively we could agree that the New Japan Pro Wrestling stuff was mark out moment of the week as no, well. Because I didn't mark out for that. All right. Well, I did, and I think the pro wrestling community can agree that they did too. Um, also, See, I, but the reason why I didn't mark out was because nothing was confirmed. Yeah, nothing was confirmed. But even still, the talk of it. Um, also, I marked out. I marked for out more. Days. I marked out more over NXT spoilers. All right, so there you go. I marked out a little bit over some of the uh, spots that I saw from Wrestle Kingdom ten, and also I marked out for the uh, MLB Baseball Hall of Fame inductees. Uh, that being Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, being inducted as a Seattle Mar- uh, Mariner. Um, and Mike Piazza being inducted as a New York Met. Um, I don't, I don't understand the hall of fame voting. I really don't. Uh, it's very, and I, and I don't understand like how, like, Oh, one year, nobody can get inducted, but like this year, only two people or, well, yeah, like, you, I don't have under- to, you have to have over 75% of the votes. I, just, I don't, I don't, I don't understand how it's not like collectively, like. Every year, there should be at least like four that get in, or something um, like that. I just it's don't know because they don't. If it's not voted upon, they don't just select people. It's they have a group of almost yeah, like, five hundred. But yeah, 500 here, people. here you have one year nobody gets in, and then like the next year, the people that didn't get in get in. It depends. Some people and then, and I think and then some people feel that people aren't deserving at the time. Yeah, such as Barry Bonds. Stupid. It's also stupid because you have sports writers that are eligible. Like these, that's how people get voted in. Is sports writers? Uh, a mix of a lot. You so, have sports writers. You have baseball players. You have Hall of Famers. You have managers, owners. You so, have a so you lot have of, all these people that are eligible, and then people don't vote. What do you mean? There are people who don't vote. Oh, I didn't. Uh, so I, how is that even like a like? I don't. If if you're eligible to vote, you should be having to vote. 
I thought everyone votes. No. And how did Ken Griffey Jr. not get full? That is the only thing I could think of because you're limited how many people you could vote for. So three people must have thought that he was already an, a guarantee Hall of Famer. So they're going to use their votes on other players that they think deserve to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. They voted for Buff the Stuff step. Jeff Bagwell? Huh? They voted for Buff the Stuff Jeff Bagwell? Yeah. But he Ooh, did not I don't make- understand how he didn't make it. He didn't get over 75%. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't get the, the ballot. I don't get it. I'm I'm fine with the balloting. I think that it's completely bogus that Ken Griffey wasn't a unanimous choice. But and I think that those three that thought that they were gonna be nice and give it to other people because he was already shooing, I think that shame on them. He should have been a he should have had a perfect score of a hundred percent. Did they not used to call him King Griffey Jr. when when we were young? I don't think so. I could okay. swear that he was like he was the king of baseball when I was a kid. I I don't think so. What do you I mean you don't think so? King Griffey Jr.? I definitely didn't just make that up. <laughs> he did. I don't think I made uh, it up. At least I don't know. But yeah, so as but, far as as far as my mark out moment of the week, if you are done talking about Major League Baseball, are you? Yeah. I mean I mean, yeah, I'm good with it. <laughs> I have to honestly say the social outcast. I I actually I popped huge for that. I marked out for that. Cause I just we I wasn't expecting that at all. Yeah, and I think that they will get over with the crowd. I think that they are um, they are all very entertaining on the mic, and I'm excited to see what's going to happen with them. Even if what doesn't happen with them, I'm good with it. What does that mean? Like, I'm, I'm excited to see if they get a p- huge push, but I'm also, I would be okay if they don't get a huge push, but they get used. Oh, I'm just yeah. excited that they're being used. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, speaking of yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave, finally you played 2K16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, uh, won the Marking Out Championship as Luke Harper in the tournament. Yeah, we had a tournament featuring some, uh, past champions and some newcomers. Uh, yeah, Luke Harper is the new Marking Out Champion. For now, even though I, we still should have, we should have went back to see who the other Marking Out Champion was. Had him successfully... I think it was TDS. I don't know if it was. I think it might have been Bret Hart. Or no. Rick Rude or something. Yeah, I think... I, there was I some, never played it that, as I, that. Yes, you did. There was an no. out-there name. In, the, in last year's game, there's like an out-there name that's currently champion. No, I, I think it was TDS. I and it, it's kind of fitting because... I will bet you $100 that it's not. I'm good. Uh, uh, Luke Harper defeated TDS um, and, a few, and two others. I forgot yeah. their names. Um... Maven, yeah, Maven. Maven did in fact. He was in the tournament. Maven in fact did defeat Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fact. Yeah, um, yeah. So new champion. I thought the game was cool, but nothing different from the years before. Um, I wouldn't have wasted my money. It's not wasting money. That's, that's my opinion. It's not wasting money. I see it as a waste of money. You're paying for something that's the set price. Yeah, I think it's a waste. I think no. that the said price is a waste. I don't see how. But I think you could play the game from two years ago and still be content with it. Absolutely not. All right. Is it is it is it a waste of money if you're sitting there playing penny slots and one day you win three million dollars at a at a penny slots in Atlantic City? 
you're going to win a million dollars playing this video game? That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, is that a waste of money? How is this How is this online? One, you're making money out of it. This, you're not. And one, you're being joyful. One, one is a joyous thing. Hey, I it mean... It brings families together where you sit around and play a video game. Mm. What do you mean? Mm, it happened. We played together. Yeah. yeah. So screw you. Yeah, so... That's the podcast. Yes. Check us out on the internet, MarkingOutDatCam. Follow us on Twitter at MarkingOut, at BTTG161, at DaveTheRave underscore M-O, at ChrisSweenDog, at CYNBand, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, YouTube.com. Type in MarkingOut. Type in Cooking with Brandon episode four. Keep those viewings coming. Um, next week's episode is going to be weird. Uh, the week after that's going to be even more weird. Uh, yeah, Brandon's going on a cruise, so we got to adjust a lot. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen, but hopefully I'll be recording from the middle of the ocean. Yeah. And is that all we have to plug? Stitcher Radio, iTunes, rate us. Five Star Splash, Frog Splash, Eddie Guerrero, Rob Van Dam. We wish you. That's the second time RVD was mentioned on this podcast. Only first for Eddie Guerrero, though. This this year, at least. Have a happy new year. I mean, happy new year's already happening, so continue to have a new year, I guess. We wish you (laughs) the best of luck in your future endeavors.